goodness where have you been where have you been well we're back and we're better than ever probably it's me son one co-host of the podcast right here last we no longer broadcast rapid fast with a papa big show we're a blast the number of fans we've amassed is quite vast i talked with my dad about film and tv you can listen to the show for free can't you see that me my bars are as sweet as a peach tree i talk about comics for an hour or three all right stop me if you've heard this one Someone's son, 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 I live in the sun Nailed to the cross like a hot cross bun I'm the fun one son that can't be outdone Because my name is Sun One So, Sun One, where the hell have you been? I've been loads of places Like where? Mostly home, I'll yes, be honest Yes, exactly there So is we've got no excuse for not doing any shows, really Yeah, we have no excuse whatsoever No, actually, I've been back at work, you've been back at school We have been busy, we've been doing lots of things and we've eventually got round to doing another show. Thank goodness. What have hey. we got coming up on today's show? We're going to be doing loads of things because we are talking about what we've watched and read over the last 10 or 11 weeks. It's a classic. Amazing, yes. Anything else? We're going to be looking at some trailers. Oh, thank goodness. So we'll go through five trailers and we'll tell you our, not trailer of the week, but trailer of the last... Three or Three so months. months. <laughs> okay, well, let's do that first. Let's, let's have some trailering. That sounds like an amazing idea. Trailers. 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 Now let's jump onto some trailers. Why, why are we jumping? Why are we not just talking about them? Let's delve into the world of trailers. Is there enough trailers? Because, as we know, uh, the world of cinema and film making mm -hmm. has been put on hold, just like the rest of the world. And uh, anything that was made was being held back. Oh, there's plenty of trailers, because there was a little period of time in the middle of this lockdown where people were saying, we're going to release our films at the yeah, end of the year, when it will all be over. They literally are teasing us, yes. aren't they? Yes. Yes, look what you could have won. And there are lots of things here that are going to streaming or video on demand. All right. That which are not cinemas. Okay. They are cinemas at home. Oh, lovely. So great. Give me a trailer home. then. What do we got first? Trailer number one is for one of these sad streaming thingies, and it is WandaVision. Ah, now this has been in the pipeline for God knows how long. We talked about this probably about two years ago, did you? You were like, oh, Disney Plus are doing this sort of thing. It was revealed about a year ago. Superheroes, Marvel, Marvel, Marvel. And then, summer. yeah. So it's got this kind of weird premise, doesn't it? Where they're kind of sort of trapped in a 1950s sitcom, mm -hmm. like Isle of Lucy or Bewitched or something. Yeah. And... Uh, and then, it, yeah, it does something very strange, doesn't it? it? It kind of breaks them out of it. And it alludes to the MCU, doesn't it? Because not only are the two characters obviously from MCU, but it also has that line in it, doesn't it? You're Which dead. Line? Yes. Because well, he dies, doesn't he? There's no yeah. spoilers there. Vision yeah. died in Endgame. Or was it Infinity it War? It was Infinity War. It was Infinity War. Come on, have a word yeah. yourself. Pull yourself together, Dad. All right. So it's sort of this strange reality where they're, they're in sitcoms from different eras. In the 50s, the, the 70s, the present day. Mm. And there's other weird things like a woman falling from the sky. Mm. 
and women in cars. So it looks and black like, and white. Yeah, it looks quite interesting. It looks like they've done something quite different than your usual superhero fair well, by the looks of it. Certainly unique, yeah. And it's good that um, uh, what's her face, Miss Olsen, and what's his face, mm-hmm. English fella, Paul Bettany. That's him. Uh, have reprised their roles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it well, looks interesting. It looks like it's going to be sort of a follow-on from Endgame in the fact that this is probably a sort of like reality created by Scarlet Witch. Ah. Her powers mostly in the MCU have just been like, she's got red dust and can move things with her mind. Mm. But in the comics, she's sort of more powerful than that in the fact she can warp reality to her own choosing. So it looks well, like you're going to do that. Well, it on that, didn't it? In, um, uh, what was the middle one? The the one with uh, uh, the robot killer guy. Ultron. Ultron, Ultron, that's it, Age of Ultron. It touched on that, didn't it? Because she changed the minds of the Avengers and altered them and made oh, them yeah, into a yeah. scary dream-like state. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, she's got form. Yeah, so this is probably going to be inside Vision's head or something. She's trying to make him a new brain or something like yeah, that. That's what I think. He's, he's not real anyway, is he, really? He's just half a... He's half a an living, infinity stone. He's a living computer. He's half an infinity stone. Yeah. He is... Uh, a robotic creation of AI. Hulk and Iron Man. He's got Jarvis inside of him, and he's got Thor's lightning inside of him. So he's sort of like an amalgamation of all the Avengers, mm. in a sense. Mm. Yeah. Anyway, when's it out? It's, it's on Disney Plus, as you say. It's out, it out in December, I believe. December. On Disney Plus. Yeah. So a Christmas treat. Yeah. For all you Marvelians. Mm-hmm. Marvelians? Is that Mar- Marvelites? Marvelites? Yes. Or true believers, that's what Stanley used to say. True that's believers. A bit weird. That sounds a bit cult like, doesn't it? It does. Yeah, that's not right. Uh, okay, so Wonder Vision. What are you going to do with your thumb? I'm going to give it a black and white thumb up. I, I quite like the look of this. I like it's doing something different. I'm going to give it a thumb de- up as well. Trailer number two, then. Trailer number two? Moving on from something that Son One is interested in to something that Mama Biggs is interested in. Agatha Christie. Ooh. So, uh, 2018 was it that Murder on the Orient Express? I would was say reimagined. Maybe 2017. Okay, you do that then. Or 16. By uh, Ken Branner, mm-hmm. and he, uh, he he alluded to that's what Poirot was going to do next. The at the end of that film, he said, I'm off to Egypt. Mm-hmm. Right at the end of that film. That's what he said. And He's he like... set up the sequel. And there it is. Here it death is. on the Nile. There's Nile. There's death. There's a big cast. Yep. Go and name a few people then. All right. You've, you've got, got Wonder Woman. You've got Wonder Woman. You've, you've got, got the, the twins from um, the social network. You've got French and Saunders. Yep. You've got director of Artemis Fowl himself. You've got the Lone Ranger. You've got uh, Black Panther's sister. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you've got Annette Benning. Mm. She's actually quite... You've got Russell Bloody Brand. I was enjoying it until then. Mm. Uh, I don't like Russell Brand. He's annoying. Anyway. Uh, yeah, so a nice big cast, just like uh, the first film. Yeah. Uh, it's it's doing exactly what the first film did. It gets an ensemble cast. It's based on, obviously, the Eric Christie novel. It's got Branagh reprising his role as a cool Poirot. 
Uh, are you familiar with this particular story? Because obviously I'm when not, no. when you two came to see uh, Murder on the Euro Express with us on our date night, Ruined, mm -hmm. then um, you hadn't <laughs> seen it before, had you? No. And you didn't know about it. You'd no. never read the book, obviously, because you don't go anywhere near is, books. Is what happened book. in the book the same thing? Yes. Yes, yes, it's pretty much. And okay. this looks like it is as well. So I won't spoil it for you. All right. All right. But, uh, yeah, it's another twisty and you're like who on earth could it be and Poirot obviously saves the day well not saves the day actually he solves the yeah. problem the person's already he dead he's not going to prevent out. the murder no he finds out because that wouldn't be very good looks it? lovely looks stunning amazing production design beautifully shot good moustache and a tremendous hirsute detective yeah I quite like the look at this I think me and the Momo Biggs will enjoy this one When's it out? It's well, the trailer says October. Yeah, but that is this right. month, and that's probably unlikely to happen. Yeah. This is a pretty big, blockbustery, budgety sort of thing. Plus, it's obviously aimed at an older market, mm -hmm. and the only people that are managing to go to cinemas at the moment are young people. And old people don't know how to operate video on demand. No, They're because like, What's this? no, yeah, on exactly. Demand? Video? What's a video? How do I take a moving picture? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay, so um, I'm going to um, thumb up again. You know what? I am too. Jolly good. Two thumbs up for death on the night. Wow. Aren't we positive? Next trailer then. Trailer number three. Trailer number three. Hang on, I'm just going to have a sip of tea. You carry on. Go on. Okay, 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 okay. So trailer number three is for a Roald Dahl reimagining of a classic children's book and also a classic children's movie. It's The Witches. But this time, it's different. It's different witches. That's right. It's set in America this time. Where obviously, Roald Dahl is an English author. It was set in England. It was by the English seaside. But it's been... Move to America. How and dare I, they? Well, I actually America. don't mind. They've done something a little bit different. I quite like the fact they haven't just completely remade it, but they've actually adapted it and done something slightly different with it. Mm -hmm. So it'll change the tone and texture a little bit, which I quite like. But you've still got the same basic it's story. The same premise. Children being turned into mice. That's right. Yeah, it's good fun. It's a spooky story. It really is for mm -hmm. young children. And um, it's, it, well, the, the, the original book is obviously magnificent. Uh, the original film uh, by uh, great uh, British director Nick Rogue, who obviously did Man Fell to Earth. Ooh, Rogue, most likes X-Men. It's not spelled like that. Oh. It's R-O-E-G. Yeah, no. Rogue. Roeg. R-O-E-G? Yes, correct. That's confused you, hasn't it? This okay. one is and obviously it starred uh, Angelica Houston as well. As that and that was uh, that was damn spooky. And this looks a little bit more fun, a little bit more not as spooky. It's got CGI mice yeah, running about. The only thing, yeah, sort of like I mean, it was Joy Force. Be CGI really, wasn't it? But yeah. uh, it would have been nice to have some practical effects. Maybe some babe-like CGI where you've got real mice with like animated mouths or something. Now you're not train a mouse to do full mice. Can you not train a mouse to act? Can you not do that? Uh, That's what they did for lazy. Chicken Little. That's right. Not Chicken Little. Yeah, Chicken <laughs> Little. <laughs> chicken Little. The mouse, they Chicken had Little. Chicken Little was actually played by a mouse dressed mm. up as a, a chicken. chicken. Yeah, yeah, that's good acting. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You can teach a mouse to act. 
So, which is the new version? And this one's directed by another good director, isn't it? Robert Zemeckis. Robert Zemeckis, who did what? Come on, someone. He did Welcome to Marwen. Oh, my goodness me. Back to oh, the future. Thank you. I know, thank I know. You. And I what know. else? Another good 80s one. Give me another good 80s one. Back to the Future 2. Ghostbusters. Come on, man. Think oh, yeah. about it. Okay. Uh, as Ivan Reitman. So, I need to think about what I'm talking about. All right. Oh, that's probably why you couldn't I didn't guess it. it. No. Because you were wrong. Yeah. I'm trying to remember some of the good Robert Zemeckis films. And for some reason I can't, even though there's many. Anyway, back to Future 2 and 3. There you go, you did it. Yep. Well done. Okay, so it's uh, out October 22nd, it says. So again, do you really think it's going to be? Or is it going to go straight to some streaming? Well, if you'd service? actually watched the trailer, it would say it's going to HBO. Ah, what's that then? It's an American streaming service okay so how are we supposed to watch it over here well we'll find out they'll probably probably won't come out in october it'll probably have some sort of delay when someone else will pick it up maybe netflix or amazon are we on pay-per-view right mm, yeah rather than a streaming service first okay never mind i'd rather see it at the cinema it would be damn good fun but obviously yeah there's diseases and stuff anyway what are you gonna do ethan um well don't burn me at the stake for this, but I've not read the original book. What? Or, yeah, I had I had the full Roald Dahl collection, but I do not remember reading this at all. I had the full Roald Dahl collection, but I mostly just read the same, like, BFG, Matilda. Willy Wonka, Matilda, all the ones that I knew over and over again. I never read this or the, the one with the finger or... Magic finger. Yeah, or the two... Um, the two Danny ones. Champion of the World. Yeah, I read that one. Okay. I didn't read his biography Boy. ones either. Boy. That's kind of cringe. It's brilliant. It's really good. No, it's... Why would I read and about solo. real life? Why would I read about real going life? Going solo. Boring. It's also really good as well. Why would I read about some kid going to school or going solo or whatever when I can read about big peaches or chocolate fountains? Well, if you'd read his stories, you'd realise that uh, a lot of his fiction is based in his fact. Roald Dahl, more like Mould Dahl, because he is smelly. Okay, you're an idiot. Okay, so, uh, thumb up from me. I'm going to give it a thumb in the middle. Idiot. Trailer number four. Trailer number four. Yes. This was released at the DC Fan Dome, you know? What does that mean? It was sort of like their own comic con that they did, but it was... was But nobody likes them. It was a 24-hour long live stream. Where they release trailers for video games and TV shows and movies. And this is one of those movies. The Batman. The, the Batman. Batman. Why is he the? Because there's already a film called Batman. Ah. And when you're creating a new universe, you want to make it separate. So you add a the at the beginning. That's what they did with Suicide Squad. It's called The Suicide Squad. You make it definitive. Yeah. Because there's only one Batman. That's not true, no, there's though, not. is it? There's, there's millions of them. Yeah. Adam West. He's well, I was Batman. thinking more Christian other Bale. than Bruce Wayne, because you got oh, Dick right. Grayson as Batman. Okay. you got probably others. Well, I'm assuming this one is Bruce Wayne again. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, Bobby Pattinson. Robert Battenbat. Yeah, he is the Batman and the Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a bit goth, isn't he? He's got his yeah. old goth on. He's even got his, his eyeliner. Even as Bruce, he's got his big floppy fringe. Mm-hmm. He's gone full on Tobey Maguire Spider-Man 3, hasn't he, really? Yeah. 
and uh, yes, it's dark and it's brooding and there's things going on and there's not many colours. It's all very dark. low key. It's mm -hmm. all very dark night. Even uh, Catwoman, I think that is in there. Mm -hmm. She's wearing like a half a balaclava and stuff like that. It's trying to be lo-fi as well, isn't it? Yeah. Realistic, gritty, yeah. looks violent as well. Yeah, you've got sort of like a Joker cult or something. You've got a, like a gang wearing well, Joker like face paint. Well, if you'd read The Dark Knight Returns, you would know who those people are. Are they the Joker clan? No, but they are kind of um, uh, a, a uh, what would you call it? A symptom of um, those type of criminal baddies. So gangs formed in the image thereof. So you've got you've got Robin Robin Pappas, Papperson yeah as Batman yeah you've got Zoe Kravitz as Catwoman oh uh, yeah and the and the stupidest bit of casting I've ever heard of Colin Farrell as Penguin yeah and he's in a full sort of like yeah exactly you can't so, tell it's him he's no, got this very strange makeup stupid he looks like somebody else so mm. why not cast that somebody else because Paul Dano is the Riddler. Good. That's good. I think. I think that might work. It's sort of going to be like a prisoner's style. Who is crazy man? Who is the uh, Commissioner Gordon? You've got uh, what's it? Jeffrey Wright. Oh, Jeffrey Wright. Oh, I can, I can see that. John Turturro is oh, Carmine Falcone. Yeah. Andy Serkis is Alfred. Oh yeah. Like oh, generally. I'm not sure about Andy Serkis as Alfred. No, I think it's good. No, I'm not sure about that. You sort of got like a I younger Alfred. He, I presume he's 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 mocapped as an old man. <laughs> Maybe. I presume he will be. Yeah. Okay. Well, well, I'm just thinking to him in um, him the Prestige, where he's sort of like he if if David Bowie was Batman, he mm -hmm. would be a good Alfred. Okay. I don't know what I'm talking about. No, I don't. But I'm I think generally about this is a pretty a good, good cast. servant, does he? Yeah, it's a good cast, and it's directed by uh, Matt, Matt Reeves of Planet of the Apes sequel fame. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Rise and War. Yeah. I believe. Okay. The good ones. Yeah. And Cloverfield. Oh. Didn't watch that. And Let Me In. Other things. <sighs> Which is a horror movie. But I think this looks quite good. Looks alright. I, I don't know how I don't I don't know why we need a new Batman though. Because no, I'm not I'm not ben too Affleck's keen on his Batman hot I'm not too keen on his Hot Wheels flock. car. It's a bit no, hot wheels. I like isn't it. it, it's cool. No, it's got it? a motorbike. This is cool. Is like it? I know it's sorta of like People who think that Batman's cool aren't cool. Uh, I can obviously see where they're coming from. It's obviously on the back of the Joker's success. Mm -hmm. So obviously they're going to think, yeah, that's what people want. Fair enough. It's been in production before Joker, I think. Yeah. It's been in production for a while because it was originally going to have Ben Affleck in it and it was going to be directed by Ben Affleck or something. But it's gone through loads of changes because Justice League happened and it was a huge flop. So they were DC's most popular movies in recent times have just been the ones that ignore Man of Steel and all the Snyder stuff like um, Birds Batman of Prey was meant Superman. to be quite good um, Joker was a huge success because that was just kind of standalone mm. Aquaman just ignored all the other stuff and that was a huge success so they're just sort of ignoring the Snyder stuff I think they're just trying to go ahead and do their own stuff to try to make good standalone movies rather than a cinematic universe, which is what they should have done to begin with. Agreed. What are you doing with your thumb? I'm going to give it a thumb up. I'm going to thumb in the middle. All right. That's the Batman.
not Batman, the Batman. Moving on to our final trailer, we have, this is a big one, this is one you're excited about, you big nerd, it's Dune. June. It's June. Dune. Yeah. The trailer for this is Denis Villeneuve has... It's Denny. Dennis Denny. Villeneuve Denis, mm-hmm. as in... He's French. He's or something. French-Canadian. <clears throat> Anywho, uh, yes, he's directing this. Uh, again, a huge cast of, of uh, big, big names. Chungus cast. Yeah, Rebecca Ferguson. Timothy, Timothy Chalamet. Chalamet. Oscar Chalamet, Isaac. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Josh Brolin. Uh, of wife-beating yes. fame. Uh, yeah. Allegedly. Uh, who else? Scroll down. We have Give me the thing. Zendaya. Jason himself. Dave Bautista. Dave Bautista. Stellan Skarsgård. Xavier Bardem. Charlotte Rampling. It is big, big It is chock-a-block. Zendaya. Did you say Zendaya? I did say Zendaya. Zendaya. Zendaya's in it. Yeah. So it's sort of like a sci-fi sandy land where there's big worms. That's right. That's all I know about it, Is it? Well, it's about spice. Cool. Yeah, I know. It's spicy. Spicy. It's about awesome. Spice Girls. That's what it's about. Uh, yeah, uh, I think there are quite a few books uh, that um, James Herbert wrote in this particular universe. I think there's creative. just one book, isn't there? I think there's just one no, big this June is what, book. The, no, no, there are more. Oh. And it is, and it is, it was because it was a huge success. But yeah, uh, you've got kind of a, um, well, it's an interesting aesthetic. I think it's a lot darker than the original film version, uh, although it looks very beautiful and it looks very big and uh, very glossy, even though yeah. there's lots of muted colours and things like that. But it's uh, it's very, dare I say, 2049 in the way it looks. Oh. I'm assuming, I'm assuming that the goat himself... Roger Deakins has done the uh, right. Can we back up a second? Did you just say the goat I did. himself? Yeah, the greatest of all time. Yeah, he I is. know what it means. He yeah. is. He is the man when it comes to cinematography. Do you want so, me to double check? Yeah, this? have a look. Check it out. Tell me who is the DOP, please. You, you need to come down. That's cast. You've gone too far now. Oh, look. come on. Where is absolute cinematography? By there, there, there. Cinematographer by Greg Fraser. Who's he? How dare he? Unbelievable. Zimmer. He's done Rogue One. There you go. Zero Dark Thirty. There you go. He's done some vice. He's done some stuff. Okay. We'll get. We'll let him off. All right. <laughs> Snow White and the Huntsman. Obviously, Rog wasn't available, and Denis said, "Can you just do it like Roger would do it, please?" He's done Try some Mandalorian episodes. He there did number seven, which is the best one. Oh yeah. And number one, which is the second best one. And number three, which is the third best one. He's done the three best episodes of The Mandalorian. Well, there you go. In our opinion. In your opinion. And, uh, yes, when's this out? Dune is coming out on October the 1st, 2021. Okay. Good job you didn't say June. So that would have been confusing. Yeah, it had a big delay up until about two weeks ago. It's scheduled to come out this Christmas. Right. There's a virus. Yeah, if true you, that. I don't know if you've heard, but there's a virus. No. This thing's got a lot of hype as well. As people saying it's going to be the next Star Wars. Mm. People saying it's going to be the next big thing. Well, they will, won't they? The but, John Carter was. 
Yeah, but I don't think it will because every single Denis Villeneuve film has been a big flop. Not every single one, but he's not had a huge hit. Name yet. one that wasn't a flop. Sicario was a good hit. Oh yeah. Yeah. But okay. still. Yeah, that was a while ago. Mm-hmm. He's made a couple of big budget films that haven't really exactly lit up the world. Arrival. In terms of budget, that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of returns, should I say. Anyway, what are you doing with your thumb? I'm going to give it a thumb up. I'm going to give it a thumb up. Yowza, that's a Positivity. This week, or should I say, the last 11 weeks. Well, it's, a bit, it's been a good 11 weeks because I cherry-picked the five. Trailers be the most positive. Yeah, that's it. true. So, um, what are you going to do? Uh, give me a recap, and then we'll pick our okay. trailer of the week. With pleasure. Our first trailer was WandaVision. Two thumbs up. Our next trailer was Death on the Nile. Two thumbs up. The next trailer was The Witches. You gave a thumb up. I gave a thumb in the middle. The Batman, which I gave a thumb up to. You gave a thumb in the middle. And Dune, which we both gave a thumb up to. So, what is going to be your particular... Trailer. Trailer Choice of the episode. Of the 11 weeks. Okay. Hmm. Come on. Don't leave dead air. Keep thinking. thinking. Well, this award is quite redundant because it's kind of doesn't make sense because I'm not well, giving it's the it... best of the best, isn't it? It's the best of it's these the best five. of the best. There you go. So you like all, pretty much like them all, or you don't hate any of them. So what is your favourite of them all? I'm giving it to the Batman. I'm giving it to Death on the Nile. Let's carry on. What? Yeah. That's. <laughs> I, didn't, I was expecting you to give it to Dunny or Witches. Uh, oh yeah, true. Yeah, which is cool too. Yeah. Well, that concludes trailers. Let's hop right into an other segment that we do. What we've been reading. What we've been watching. Couldn't have put it better myself. What we've been reading. What I've been watching. What I've been watching. What I've been reading. What I've been reading. What I've been watching. What I've been watching. What I've been reading. What I've been watching. Watching, reading, watching, reading, watching. I thought I was going to burp then. I was going to introduce the with a burp. The segment with a burp, but well, then the burp be receded. Really, really horrible. The burp thing receded back into my stomach. Okay, where do you want to start? We're going to start where all beginning. good things start. Yeah. The beginning. Okay, I see you did. So we we're, we're going to talk about the things that we watched in chronological order. Well, more or less. Okay. I changed it about a bit to suit. Oh. To make it a bit more interesting. Okie dokie dokie diddly okie. So what have we got first? What did we watch? All right, we'll start off with the movies we watched. Okay. And in excitement for Tenet, which felt like it came out years ago at this point yeah even though we haven't even seen it yeah we were expecting to mm. but then virus you know mm. more virus we watched some christopher nolan movies that's right i think uh we did it by chance really because we, we batman begins came on and on we telly. just thought went yeah let's watch that yeah and so we did and then the uh, small child in the house, he's not that small anymore, he's kind of grown a bit, mm-hmm. he says, I fancy watching Dark Knight. And we went, you know what? Let's let's make a trilogy of it. Let's watch one after the other. All and then three. we decided, well, Tenet's coming out in a few weeks. Let's watch a few more. Let's so we watched, get in there. So we watched 
Inception. Well, we watched Batman Begins, Dark Knight, then The Dark Knight Rises, then we watched Inception. Because, again, youngest son hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that happened, but he hadn't seen it. And he watched it, and he liked it. And then we went, let's watch another one. One he had liked, one we all liked. One I went to the cinema to watch all on my own because nobody wanted to come and watch war films and then you were all made to look like buffoons when you watched it and went, oh, it's really, it's, yeah, it's pretty good, that. Dunkirk. Yeah, it's pretty good. Damn good. It's not his best film by any stretch. I didn't say it was. I said it's damn good. And the thing is, it's just an, a good film. If you watch it on the IMAX, which it was made for, then IMAX. it's a brilliant it's, experience. It's, 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 uh, it's an experience. Mission out, boys, then watch Prestige. Oh, my goodness. Eventually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because I thought I had it. Turns out I didn't. Yeah. (laughs) So we all sit down to watch the film, and I'm like, I haven't got it. And we checked all the streaming services and everything like that. Nope. Not where to be seen. Mm -hmm. So I went on the old interweb, and I ordered it, and it came a few days later. And then Sunday decided he didn't want to watch it. Oh, no, I don't want to watch it now. Um, So we pinned him down eventually, and we all watched it. And it's very good. Just so that's six Nolan films. Yeah. Which of these is the best? Well, I can't tell you which one's the best, but I can tell you which one I prefer. All right. Okay. I like The Prestige. Out of all these? Yeah. That's a fair pick. Oh, thanks. That's that's just my valid. personal taste. Yeah. It's not my favourite Nolan. You know what my favourite Nolan is. I have the same favourite Nolan as well, you. Well, there you go, then. It's Memento. Yes, it is. Of course it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, we watched other things... Of course, because if we just watched six Nolan films over the last We'd be dull ten weeks, what sort of film buffs podcast would, would it be? be? We watched, I watched. I don't know why. <laughs> I just think, I, I mean, we hadn't had Now TV that long. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking, I'm going to watch this because I'm being paid to watch it. Yep. Yeah, that's a long story. We won't go into that one. We may have explained it last episode. Probably. And um, <clears throat> the the first film, what's the first fantastic film? Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Okay, so the one of these Sky Movie channels had played all the Potters, and then it played the uh, first Fantastic Beasts, and then it played this one, which is, I hadn't seen. And I thought, it's just on. I'm sat on the sofa. I can't be bothered moving or even turning over. And I watched it. And it's rubbish. More like the Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Cinema, am I right? More like. I, that's right. I don't know, I've not seen now, it. It's not, it's not awful, it's just dull. It's just really unnecessary. Which is kind of unexpected considering all the Harry Potter films are supposedly good. Know, the, the, the original ones are good. They're and Fantastic Beasts. Jolly. That was just... I have seen. Just meh, wasn't it? Meh. First one. I've got no frame meh. of reference. That was my first cinematic experience to the Harry Potter world. Well, there you so, go. Well, that ruined it for you then, didn't it? What do you mean? Because... It's a prequel. Yeah, I know. So it's not going to spoil No, I mean, events. spoil your view of, like, oh, all, are all the films this average... No, I, I liked Fantastic Beasts. I it thought was, it was a good film. It was average. Anyway, I watched The Beast 2, Grindel, Wendel, and it was <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Then 
I had the fantastic idea because everybody loved Amelie, didn't we? It was Kino. That's right. Very and so good. I thought, you know what, let's have some more Junet. Let's have some more culture. So you got some out more your fun DVD. French film. So I got out my DVD, which I hadn't <laughs> seen since 1991 or something like that. In fact, the film was released sure, in 1991. I, no, I haven't even watched the DVD copy I had. Clearly, I'd only, hadn't. I'd only seen it at the cinema. I think I saw it at the corner house back when it was released, and I obviously got it on DVD, probably cheap. I thought, oh yeah, I'll get that film, and I clearly hadn't watched it. Because when I switched it on, it was some god-awful dubbed version. It was embarrassingly horrible. And it really yeah. ruined the film. Do you want me to make a very controversial statement? Go on. Well, Junet, however you say his name, yeah. his movies are... They are strange in nature. Like the, the weird camera angles and the close-ups and stuff mm -hmm. like that. They've got a very strange, weird, claustrophobic environment to them. Mm -hmm. And the sets and all that, it's all constructed in a way that is meant to be surreal and strange. Correct. And I thought that the awful dubbing w added to the experience. I know that that's no, I can a, see that. a war crime I can see that. to say that a dubbed I'm version. I'm sure there's something to be said about that in, in terms of us as English-speaking people who don't necessarily speak French. That also adds to it as well, that it's in a foreign language to us. So that also makes it feel no. quite exotic and strange and different. And so, like you say, when these people are move, mouths moving mm -hmm. and it's not in sync and some of the voices don't even match the actual characters themselves, like yeah. you say, added to the surrealism. Well, the, if if we did have the subbed version, mm. I, I would have 100% preferred to watch that. Yeah, of course. And, and you could tell, and, and it kind of ruined it. You'd still thought, oh yeah, that's a good film, but it would have been a really, really good film, like Amory is, if we'd watched it in its original state never mind that went straight to the sex shop if you know what i mean that's cex you saucy devils okay um got a penny for it i think something like that yeah <laughs> clear and present danger me and yo mama we oh, watched roasted. this Just yeah roasted I know, me. Uh, we watched this uh so this is uh, harrison ford uh is in his jack ryan role jack ryan is that right have I said that right? Something like that. Yeah, it is. Tom Clancy. It's two first names. Anyway, yeah. Dave Paul. Matt Paul. Uh, something like that. Two first names. Yeah, Jack Ryan. That's right. Uh, uh, based on the books. By, Mike Mike. By Mike Mike. Mike Mike. Tom Clancy. Yes. Uh, so he's he's a FBI, CIA. All American agent, hero. And yeah, and it was watchable. Could I tell you what happened? No. I can't remember it in the slightest, but it was all right. But I don't remember it at all. But it was all right. But <laughs> yeah. I don't remember it at all. How does it rank in the forgettable Harrison Ford cinematic universe, along with Witness? Frantic. Come again? Exactly. Roman Polanski's Frantic. The only thing I remember about that is Harrison Ford walking on a roof. That's it. Anyway. Uh, what else did we watch? I'll leave the next one up to you because the three of us watched this, didn't we? There was me, yeah. you, and uh, Mum. Go on. Uh, no, you've missed one, you nonce. Uh, well, we'll come back to that. Go on. Uh, why? I don't know. Don't call me a nonce. Sorry. Unbelievable. <laughs> We're doing them in chronological order. I've structured this in a way to make it very the most interesting okay. way possible. So we didn't watch Dad. that one yet. 
We watched this one. Jumanji. Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Okay. It's the 2019 sequel to 2017's... Oh, it's not called Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, is it? That's the first first one. one. That's the one that you watched. You watched it on your own. Yeah. There you go. You you go. Explain Jumanji, Welcome Welcome to the Jungle. I watched Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle with The Rock and Chris Rock and Dave Rock and (laughs) Rock Rock with Steady Crew and uh, Karen Gillan and Jack Black and Jack White from the Pixies. Uh, Kevin Hart. And White Francis. And um, yes, Kevin Hart. That's who it is, not Chris Rock, is it? Racist. No, <laughs> just squeaky comedians. And yes, so I caught up because you three had already seen it. You yeah, watched it Donkey's And I hadn't. Ago. And I hadn't. You were at footy or? Something like that. The pub or something. And I was thinking, that nah, can't be as good as the original. And it's great. It's Better really, really good. Which I haven't seen. Well, you're an idiot. Yes. Okay. And then we all watched the sequel, which was? Jumanji The Next Level. Yes. So, it's the same, except they switch bodies more often. And they're in different bodies. Yeah. Because they're in a video game. Yeah. And it's fun. And it's enjoyable. And... It has a few laugh out loud moments. Right, which, which is better? Be Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Jumanji, The Next Level. Jumanji, or Zathura? I think Welcome to the Jungle. I think so too. Juman- Wel- Whoa! Welcome to the Jumanji is the best Jumanji film. That's right. Out of the four Jumanjis. It stars The Rock, whom Mama Biggs is a big fan of. It stars... <laughs> uh, Jack Black, who is a YouTube gamer, so Louis loves him. Yeah. It stars uh, Karen Gillan, Doctor You're... Who. Harris likes Doctor Who. Yeah. I mean, Sun One. Who's yeah. Harris? Did I? Carry on. And uh, Kevin Hart, because your favourite film of all time is Night School. Night School. Yeah. I like comedians uh, who are below five foot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, then we watched this film that I was alluding to, Me, You and Mum. Could we call it a film, or can we call it a piece of poo? It was... Right. You can't uh, swear, it, don't swear. I was going to. Yeah, I know you were, because that's what this film has done to us. It just elicits that reaction. The adjectives you. you can think of when trying to describe this film refer to feces. Yeah. Bottoms. They, you can't put them on the radio or podcast. No. Because they're just... Awful in the ear, you know. So the name itself, the title of this film, is appropriate if it was spelt slightly differently. It's Artemis Fowl. Artemis Fowl. Shartimus Fowl. Yes. It's a moot. It ploppy mm. pants bowels. What What can we say about it? It was probably one of the worst films I've ever seen, and I've seen a lot of bad films. I'm going to say it's the worst film I've ever seen, and I've seen Cats. Oh, okay. I've seen Plan 9 from Outer Space. So My two least favourite films... I've seen The Room. Are Cats and Artemis Fowl. They both star Judy Dench, so I'm going to say Judy Dench is my least favourite actress. Go, good God. <laughs> she, you know, a track record, you know, speaks for yourself. God bless her. Can't You can't. Oh, well, like can't. Duty Dench, am I right? Yeah, no, Give you're not. Five. no, you're not. I'm not giving you anything. Anyway, Artemis Fowl, we watched it on the old Disney Plus, and it was absolutely shockingly bad. You've got um, Colin Farrell's in it for about 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, and the then check. you've got some horrible child. 
who's got the charisma of Stalin, <laughs> and and you've got and who else? And the girl, the girl, she wasn't too bad uh, playing an elf, girl? elf fairy oh. thing. No, she was bad. And, and then, then there's another girl who wasn't in it. Who was the the nephew of the bodyguard? Well, there was lots of people who weren't in it. You, you want to talk about them as well? Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, it was not. It was a mess. It was. It was if somebody had like, we haven't got a script, but we've got some special effects. What have you got? I've got a fairy. Well, I've got this like great globe thing which flies up in the sky. Did you watch? All right, the, let's uh... just try and string them all together, and then we'll write some really bad dialogue over the top. Uh, especially, you know, because we haven't actually got any original dialogue. Mm-hmm. So we'll just dub it in afterwards, preferably when people aren't on screen so we can't see their mouths moving. Did you watch the uh, the video I put on the, the family no, group? No, chat? I didn't watch it, but you told me about it. Would you like to share that with the listeners? Yeah, it's a video by Nando V Movies. I don't know who that is. He typically does videos where he, like, changes a film slightly to make it better. But this Artemis Fowl video is a theory created because he watched the film twice. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. And the second time, he made notes of how many times somebody mentioned the MacGuffin in the film, which is the Aculos, Mm. every time someone said it. And there's only five times where someone says it where it's not ADR. So his theory is that it was added at the last minute because in the books, he wants money. And they didn't want an anti-villain, not an anti-villain, an anti-hero as the protagonist of their film. (laughs) That would be a hero, wouldn't it? An (laughs) anti-villain. An anti-hero as the protagonist of their film. Because also in the books, the original scene is, I think he tortures a fairy or something like that. Cool, that would have been good. Yeah. And so they just just cut everything out and made it a safe, predictable... So why, why, right, if they were... If they weren't comfortable with torturing fairies and making this kid some capitalist scumbag, why did they adapt the book in the first place? I don't know. And the, the the pacing of it is awful because you've got the first 20 minutes where you've got Artemis Fowl and his dad stuff going on. And he's at school and he's like, oh, why didn't you make me pass the test? I should have passed the test. I'm the smartest boy in the world or something like that. And then you've got like 30 minutes in Fairyland, and then it, you've got one 30 second scene of Artemis. You're like, oh yeah, Artemis Fowl's in this film. I forgot because we spent 30 minutes with this one fairy. And then the scene is literally the shortest scene ever. It's like 15 seconds of Artemis Fowl, like, I'm on the bloody computer, mate. Is that your Irish accent? That's amazing. I'm, I'm trying to find the bloody uh, <laughs> Manny. I'm trying to find the Aculice. And then it immediately cuts back to the fairies. And then, it is awful. and then the rest of the film is the final battle. Like half of the film is just it's this boring battle of this house where they stop time, but it, they don't stop time because they can still move about. Oh, who's the lock and key character with the big mouth? What was that? Oh my, yeah, Josh remember. Gad's character. Oh yeah, yeah. He's got a scene at the beginning where he's talking to like the police or something. And yeah, it's very, and he's just oh, all yeah. exposition. Yeah. And then he's he's got like a superpower where his mouth can grow really big. Yeah, that's good. And he it? can burrow underground and eat the dirt. That's right. And then just and put it fart out. it out yeah. behind him. It's just the worst film you'll ever want to see, so don't watch it. It's abysmal. Stay away from it. it. Every it just make single you sad. There's there's no redeeming qualities. Let's stop talking about it. Artemis Fowl. 
Next, we watched something else. We watched Netflix film original. Yeah. Starring Thor himself, Chris Hemsworth, an all-action, no-brain-required, kick-and-bunch and shoot-and-kill action film called Extraction. Yeah. It was perfectly all right. It was Okay, some really interesting, uh, from a filmmaking point of view, which is really dull. Well, the worst but, part about it is that it had the potential to be more than nothing. Hmm. Literally, I don't remember what happened in the last 20 minutes, because I just, just sort shooting. of zoned out. It was just shooting. Like, I was just thinking, my mind just wandered. I wasn't even thinking about the film, I wasn't even paying any attention to it, because by that point it just lost me, because... I had no reason to pay attention, and what I'm guessing happened was he saved the day. There you go. And he That's died, he, he? he died. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Well, we don't know, because he did that thing, like oh, yeah. Jason from Friday the 13th. Yeah, weird name as well. Yeah, he was called... Tyler Rake, that's his name. Tyler Rake. Yeah. That is straight out of, like, what can we give our cool action hero name book. It's one of those things you go on the internet and you go, action hero uh, generator... Tyler Rake, yeah, we'll have that one. And the best, Max Power. The best way you can watch this film is to skip to about the 20, 25 minute point and watch the first scene where he rescues the kid yeah, and then drives a, away. There's a great, that's a great little action sequence. Watch it's that. Brilliant camera work in it. And Seamless. If you literally just watch that scene, you'll get more out of it than watching the full film. Yeah, that'll the, do. If you just watch that, then you pretty much get the full story of someone rescuing a kid. There you go. That's the story. That's, that is it. it. That is it. Yeah. So watch that. He got extracted. Then we're moving into the realms of television. No more films. The films I, I'm not are over. really a huge fan of the television shows because I, I don't usually like to spend Neither my am I. Tea, too much time on it. But we've actually been watching quite a lot recently. We've watched absolutely... Tons. Loads of TV. That's the reason we've watched Poo loads movies. Yes. So, start us off. Uh, right at the beginning of lockdown, um, because obviously you had no school, and one of your classes is German. It's pronounced German. Ah, well, I don't speak the language. Yeah. So, there you go. Just and a bit of a lesson for you. Then. Thank you. And um, we thought, well, I thought it would be a good idea to watch some German Moving image material, mm-hmm. so, so maybe some films. With I, I said, oh, that's supposed to be good on Netflix. Yeah, that well, series. The, I've heard this show recommended a lot. Yeah, online and it's yeah. dark. Dark. So that's we the name of it. Dark, and there were three series mm-hmm. seasons, whatever you Americans call it, and um, we watched them all. Oh my goodness me. Not binge watch. We watched it over a good period of time, didn't About we? A month or so. Yeah. And it is twisty and turny and complex. And it is the kind of series where after each episode we're going, What the what now? Who's the thingy now? Because it's There's, so complicated. Dad? Who's mum's that now? What's going on it's now? It's not just something you can throw in, in the background and sit on your phone and play Tetris. No, you have you to have pay to, attention yeah. because it twists and it turns more than a Tasmanian devil. Because it's not just set in present day, it's a time travel story. So you're going back to 1986, you're going back to 1953. It's, it's mental. 20s as well. Spoilers. Is it? Is that I a would say. Yeah, because okay. the original premise of series one is that you've got a 33-year machine oh. that travels 
which is the All right, whatever. loop. The, the thing is, you could have like 100 spoilers and you'd still be like, yeah, but you're still not going to get any, all the twists. The, because there is a massive reveal at least once an episode. At least. At least. The first the first series finished with like, what the what now? Yeah. Where the where now? And some of them... Who the who now? You think... Why the why now? You think, especially <laughs> in series one, you think, oh, I know where this is going. Because we predicted a couple of things, but mm. then... That thing happens, but then it leads to something else that just comes completely out of the blue. And it, there's just a so many running plot lines because yeah. it centers around four families throughout these three different time periods. If you ever want to write anything, right, why would you do that? There must have been about eight writers or ten writers working on this, and they must have all sat around and going, oh, God, what have we done now? Mm-hmm. How are we going to get ourselves out of this? And it just made it even more complicated, and they had to make it even more complicated mm-hmm. to make sure the complicated stuff still worked, and it didn't contradict itself, and it had to develop and develop and develop, and it became incredibly complex. But not, com- like not convoluted. It all makes sense. Yes. There's nothing contradictory in it. There was believability within the world that it that it was set, so that's fine. Honestly, it, it I, was... I can't think of a TV show. I like better than this. Oh, wow. There you go. Mostly yeah. because I don't watch much TV. <laughs> <laughs> okay. but, uh, as of right now, I'd probably say this is my favourite TV well, show. Well, there you go. Okay. Well, I enjoy but it But it's too. just Sopranos. It's just Sopranos. It's a great show. <laughs> well, Sopranos is better than that, but that's not my favourite. You know what my favourite TV show is. Band of Brothers. There you go. And um, we watched another series. This was series two and it was released when was it released um, probably probably a long time ago at this point yeah I forgot we watched this to be honest it's the uh, umbrella how many episodes were they eight, eight episodes something like that ten I think and we watched umbrella academy series two yeah and it was just as good fun and just as enjoyable as the first series so it could have it could have been just a rehash, but it wasn't. They set it in a different time period, mm-hmm. and there's some really interesting storylines. And obviously, anything that is uh, anything that's worthwhile is fun on the surface, but also is saying something underneath. It has an interesting premise. Yeah, I would say I don't like it as much as the first series. Oh, well, uh, no, I would agree, but it was it was it sustained its uh, enjoyment, which is fine. But I do I, I do like it a, a heck of a lot more than the. What? Graphic novel, because I don't think the graphic novel is all that good. It's got great artwork, but it's sort of like a half-baked premise. All right. And the show elaborates on it a lot more, and the characters are actually characters rather than just people. Yeah, just just um, powers. Noise. They are. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, introduced a couple of new characters, which were quite good, mm-hmm. and a big reveal in this as well at the end of the series, wasn't there? Oh, yeah. Which you knew anyway, because it's in the comics, but... The rest of us who don't know the comics, and they were like, What the what now? Really? Yeah, but the, so. the thing is, this reveal mm. is on the second page of the first issue of the comic, okay. it's not a reveal, it's just something they establish. Mm-hmm. That's, but, but that's I say, but it wasn't in the yeah. TV series. But no, it did actually take me surprise because I forgot about it, Com- I completely forgot about it, and it's not until after we finished the episode, I was like, Oh, yeah, that's in the comic, I knew that. Mm. So that was in Brentwood Academy. We watched that. We all enjoyed that. It was pretty damn good. Yes. And then, me and the only, mm-hmm. we watched, watched, because we are men, and we watched this, we watched The Watchmen. So repeat that. Who watches The Watchmen? The Watchmen watch The Watchmen. Yes. 
That's right. It's so this was the sequel. Uh, yeah, yes, to the graphic novel. The graphic not novel, not the Schneider film. No. Let us not mention the Schneider film. Let us mention the amazing graphic novel by Mr. Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. Mm -hmm. This takes that world, and what we say about thirty years in the future, is it something like that? It's it's present day. It's yeah, well, it's yes, twenty nineteen. That was set in nineteen eighty five or something like that, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, so about thirty years. Yeah. So I was right then. Thank you for that. Thank you for clarifying years. that in a very long, convoluted and patronising way. So we watched The Watchmen and it's got some really interesting characters in. And mm -hmm. surprisingly, a lot of the original characters are in it as well. Yeah. Which I was quite surprised at. But it's not... It's but it's really certainly not a rehash. No, It's a completely new story not. in the it's same way. I really enjoyed it. Me too. It doesn't uh, do what you'd expect it to do. Not at all. It, not when at it, all. And when it brings up the characters from the original graphic novel, it's not for fan service. It's to sort of like bring them into this new story and further it and further the new characters who turns out in some ways aren't as new as we thought. Mm. Maybe. Yeah, it's got some great backstories. It's got some really interesting parallel narratives going on. Mm -hmm. It's all about parallel universes, obviously. And it's it's funny because it's very surreal. Yeah. But it's also very dark in some yeah, places. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got a good soundtrack by the Nine Inch Nails guy. Ah, Trent Reznor. Yeah. Mm, indeed. Yes, it was very enjoyable. And what were they? Again, eight, nine episodes, something like nine. that? They're not making a, a new series, are they? No. Good. One and done. Good. That's exactly what I was hoping for. Just on its own like that. It works really, really well. Yeah. It's it, got good performances as well. Well, um, it won some awards, didn't it? It won some Emmys. It won like 12 or something yeah. like that. It won and loads. I think, I think probably a lot of people uh, were very surprised as well about how, you know, the quality of it. Quality of the acting, the quality of the production design, everything like that. It was, it was very, very well put together. I don't think enjoyable. I don't think Alan Moore would like it. Because he's Alan Moore. Because he's, he's like Alan anything. Moore. He's like anybody messing about with his stuff. But if stop playing with my toys. If he were to watch it, I think it, he would get more out of it than like the Snyder film. I think. Or Doomsday I Clock. I think if it wasn't based on Watchmen and it was something original, then he would go, hey, that was good. Mm -hmm. But it's based on his ideas. So yeah. you're right. He's going to go, why? Just think of your own stuff. But the... and I get that. I get that. Yeah. But. You know, he needs to just stop being a miserable old gump and say, if something's good like that, he'll go, yeah, all right, fair enough. It's also very deeply rooted in modern day politics and uh, Absolutely. police and racism. And it's got juggles those sort of topics. As I said earlier, uh, anything that is very, very well put together will be doing several things mm -hmm. on several levels. And it's also got... Uh, it's like masks save lives and things like that, mm -hmm. which is very Maybe strange. Yeah. It came out last year. Yeah. So watching it now yeah. is a perfect time to watch it. Six yeah. months after it came out. So watch The Watchmen, people. It's yeah. worth 12 hours of your time or whatever it would be. Nine hours-ish. Ish. And it's also, the episodes aren't like, a, like they, they're a story. You can take some episodes like on their own because mm. you've got one episode that just centers around Tim Blake Nelson. Mm. You've got one less, one lesson, one episode that's set like in the twenties, thirties. Yeah, uh, that's probably the best one. It is. That's the one that won the awards. That's the, that's the one. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's what we watched. That was jolly good. Yeah. And we'd recommend that to anybody. What's this then? Uh, it's close enough. It's the regular show. It's not. It's maybe a spin-off. I don't know. It isn't. It's it's by the same guy. It's by J. G. Quintel. It's fine. It's close enough. Yeah, to it's not regular, regular show. It's close enough to be good enough. Is that is that probably where the title came from? Do you think? Probably. Like, um, yeah, it's not quite good enough to be as good as regular show, but yeah, it's close enough. It's it's still <clears> weird, uh, but it's not as weird because the characters are humans. Uh, there's um, there's parents. You got what, a mum no and a dad. albino immortal gorillas. No. No, oh, well, that's just boring. Isn't it? Did you know Skips is voiced by Mark Hamill? Yeah. I didn't know that. Get with the program. And now, when I hear his voice, like obviously, it's Mark Hamill. <laughs> yeah. So there's a mum and a dad, and they've got like a toddler, and they also live with a divorced couple. Uh, so it's sort of like the hijinks that uh, ensue in this one small house in. San Francisco or something. Uh, I don't like the sound of it. I'll stick with regular show. Yeah, regular show is way regular better. Regular show. <laughs> yeah. But it's still... It's it's funny enough. I still laughed a couple of times every episode. Okay. Okay. Where's that if people want to watch it? Netflix. Netflix okay. original. And what else did we watch? Was that it? Are we saving that? Are we? We're saving all them for next episode. Yeah. We've, we've, we've split... What we watched and read and our trailers okay. into two episodes. One of them is this episode you're hearing right now. The other one is the other episode you're not listening to right now. Yeah. <laughs> what did we read? Uh, we read some things. Oh, we, we read things. I read The Secret of High Eldersham, which is from your mama's um, British crime classics collection. Cozy cool. Cozy Murders. Nice book. Did my mum give it to you? Yeah, she did. Cozy Murders. No, it's actually uh, your mum's book, and I borrowed it, and I read it, and it's it's got a kind of it's although it's it, it's very um, I don't know what's the word. It's very commercial and very cozy and all that kind of midsummer murders. It's also got a kind of um, what's it called um, Wicker Man type of Ooh. scenario going on there. Very strange, sort of like Cornwall backwater inbreds into witchcraft thing going on as well as. Oh, hey, good morning, sir. How are you? But let's solve a crime. It's a real weird co- collision of those two things. So it's actually quite an interesting read. There you go. That's what I read. Secret awesome. of High Eldersham. What did you read? Well, I read X Factor. Ah, based on the popular game show. Game uh, show. I wouldn't show? call it a game show. Talent no, show. Talent show. Oh, I wouldn't call it that either. Oh, ho, 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 hey! ho, ho, ho. Give me five. Yeah, right. Am I right? Am I right? You're right. But it's okay. not, not what this is. What is it? Uh, it's, oh, it's an X-Men spin-off. But it's not It's not the same sort of thing. This, uh, this series uh, came about in the late, mid, yeah, late 80s. And it was sort of like a stupid rehash where they brought all the original X-Men together. Angel, Beast, Cyclops. But then... Eight-year-old the, Beast. What? Eight-year-old Beast. Angel, Beast, Cyclops, oh. Jean. And, yeah. I say it was like Muppet Babies. No, like no. X-Men Babies. That would be good. 
and that does exist. Oh, They're called God. the X Babies. Oh, it's my real goodness me. for an alternate dimension which revolves around TV oh, and there's a big yellow slug guy in a chair <laughs> and he runs television. And he's the President of the United States. <laughs> Satire. Next, go on, keep going. X Factor by Peter David. Yes, yeah, so in the 90s they completely rechanged it and turned it into sort of like a team of B-listers that are, they, they're not run by Charles Xavier, they're run by the government. So the government send these this team of superheroes that all wear matching uniforms out to deal with mutant affairs and stuff like that and try and better the, the human mutant relationship. So it's there's less action. When which, you say mutant affairs, you mean like the, the goings on of mutants rather yeah. than you know mutants like getting off with each other. No, that's the second X Factor series, which is oh, a, okay. uh, private investigators. But this one is. You've got Havoc, who's Cyclops' brother, you know, the guy yeah, yeah, yeah. shoots from beams from his chest. Yeah. Uh, Polaris, who's Magneto's daughter, she's got green hair, also got magnetism powers. Uh, strong Guy, she's a strong guy. <laughs> what the worst name ever. Go it on. is, and it's meant to be, because this is a comedic. It's comedic, but it's also serious. Oh, yeah. Multiple Man, who's multiple men. He can, every time yeah. he punches himself. He's in one of the films, isn't he? Yeah. He's X three or whatever. Barely. Yeah. But yes, yeah, so every time kinetic energy comes through him, he creates another version of himself. Mm. And this there's some really good stuff with him in here where it turns out there's been another version of him running about and like when they come together their memories are absorbed and stuff like that. So there's really weird stuff going on with him. And then final member of, no, two final members of Wolf Spain, who's a wolf girl. She's recently in the New Mutants film. And uh, Quicksilver, right. who's fast. Yeah. Yeah. He's also Magneto's son, so there's two children of Magneto here. And I thought this was great. Like, it's got art by Larry Stroman, who... He's sort of like a very toned-down Bill Senkovich, because it's more like house style. It's sort of like a combination he d- he of normal art. the lines when he's cluing in. No, it's like... He's got the weird proportions and stuff like that. Um, and it works really well because Strong Guy is a big, big man. And um, mm-hmm. you've got small people, like Quicksilver's very thin. So the artwork is very expressive in that sense. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was really good. It's oh, a I... nice change of pace from a typical X-Men story where uh, they have and the punch apocalypse. Is this uh, in a standalone story and a standalone graphic novel, is it? Well, I had to get it in two epic collections, which are sort of very thick paperbacks of classic stories uh but the second one only contained like five it contained the last like five or so issues of this guy's run and then it had like the rest of it was by other creators who they didn't do a very good job like oh, okay. the end well, of it kind of fizzled out yeah like his his run is like issues 70 to 90 but the the second volume collects up to 100 and there's a really bad story in there of like an, an Indian goddess or something like that. I've already forgotten it. That she creates like paradise or something. Real, real bad. Okay. Not good. Okay. All right. But you'd recommend that first bit. Yeah. All right then. Well, that brings us to the end. We've we've got through a lot there. Plenty. And plenty, but there's plenty of. Went through loads, and, and that's only half of the halfway stuff. Halfway there. Well, join us next time when we'll continue our 11-week odyssey 
at what we did. We'll have some more trailers for you and all kinds of shenanigans with me, Papa Biggs, and him, someone. That's me. Yeah, that's someone. right. Join us next time. Thank you very much for listening. Bye bye now. Bye. If you want to give your opinion on anything we talked about on the show, or to tell us your trail of the week, or maybe what you've been watching and reading, you can tweet us at Biggs Papa, or write a comment in our Facebook group, The Papa Big Show. If you like the sound of any of the trailers we talked about, they're compiled into a playlist in our YouTube channel, The Papa Big Show. We're also The Papa Big Show on Pinterest, and The Papa Big Show on SoundCloud. <laughs>